Good evening, everybody. Those who are here live with us, those who are listening or watching this through a screen, we'd like to make special mention of Berachil of Productions, who has been devotedly filming all of our shiurim so far, for the last couple good, good couple months. May he be blessed with all good that is not, that is yet, that is possible. First of all, Afrelech and Purim Cotton. Tonight is Purim Cotton, the 14th of the Adar Aleph. We're in a leap year this year. So there are two months of Adar. And it's brought down in, in, uh, in Halacha and Jewish law that this, the, it's not just any day, even though it's not the full-fledged Purim, we don't listen to the Megillah. But there should be some, some measure of, fe- of festivity on this day as well, because it has it has it has in it it's Purim. It's not 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 called Purim cotton for no reason. Once just the one the one also me- uh, mentioned that this week Mitzvah is going to be the last of this series on uh, of this season, I should say. On on the field, we may have we may revisit the topic of prayer at a later time, but for now we're gonna. Close it today with. Um, we're going to be talking about Kriya Shema and Shemana Esri, the Amidah prayer that we pray. After which, next week, and again, just whatever we covered on this topic is just a drop. As much as we've done, there's still plenty more and really enjoy it. It's so much, so much to learn. It's gorgeous, really gorgeous, beautiful. Um, n- after this, next week, God willing, we're going to be opening up a new topic, which I'm sure you can all probably figure out, and that will be Purim. Purim, on the, uh, we're going to go into the, into the depths of what Purim really is, what it's all about. It's not just you know, a day we dress up. and It's not, it's much more, it's, it's, not about, it's not just about getting drunk and dressing up. It's, it's uh, way beyond that. We'll see. Do we really have to get drunk? Do we really? Why? Why do we dress up? Huh? Do we have to get dressed? Do you have to get? No. We'll see. Ah, I'm not going to tell you now. We'll see. We'll see as we get there. But to really understand what this is all about, so looking, stay tuned for next week. Purim is really, really. It's not for nothing, you know. Purim. Yom. It says Yom Kippurim. Yom Kippur. His full name is Yom Kippurim, and our sages teach us that it's Yom Kippurim. Purim really is on a higher level than New Kippur, if you can imagine that. So, God willing, we'll address that in the next few weeks, after which we will dive straight into Pesach. So stay tuned, a lot of exciting things happening. And God willing, up until, up until Purim, we're going to have very special appropriate refreshments by these Monday night classes. Um, to keep the spirit for tonight it's on the way actually Kriya Shema Shema Yisrael Hashem Aleikeinu Hashem Echad Hear O Israel Hashem is our God Hashem is one what is this so we're going to give a little bit of an introduction just to get us into the mode of this Kriyashma, of this Shema Yisrael, of this cry. Who were the first to proclaim Shema Yisrael? This is a, a Pasuk. No, it's not. It's a... Sorry. It is a no, it is a pasuk. I was referring. I was thinking about something else. It's a pasuk in Devarim. It's a pasuk in Parshas in Parshas Vayeschanan. So no, it's my bar mitzvah parsha actually. It's in Shishi. <coughs> Parshas Vaschanan, where we have this first part, 
And the first part of where it says the, the, the commandment to love God with all your heart and all your soul, with all your um, possessions. The Shvotim, the sons of, of uh, Yaakov Avinu, they told, they, they, uh, they were the first to say this statement. Yisrael was, we know, was the name of Yaakov. Hashem gave him that name after he fought with the angel of Esau. Yisrael, so we are called B'nai Yisrael, called Yisrael, we are the sons of Yaakov, the sons of Yisrael. That we have, we're on, we're on both spheres, we're, we're successful on both spheres, in a divine way, and, and we're, in one way we're on the ground, and another way we're, we're very spiritual. Very much up there. We're very much connected to. to we we combine right, the heaven and the earth. So what what were they what were they really telling? What were the children of Yaakov telling Yaakov Avinu before he passed away? What were they really saying when they said this statement? Shema Yisrael Hashem Aleichem Hashem Achad. Yisrael, Yaakov, our father, listen. Hear us out. Listen to us. If you're worried that we may be veering off the path, that we may be not living up to your standard standards, we're telling you, Hashem, Eloikeinu, Hashem, He's our God just as much. We didn't let go of not one iota. We're going to stay strong. Hashem Echad. Hashem is one all over. And this is the statement where we accept on ourselves every single day, twice a day, in the evening and in the morning. We accept on ourselves what we call the Ol Malchus Shamaim, the yoke of heaven, which we accept on ourselves to be the servants of God, to do His will. And this has been a cry throughout the generations. Throughout all our times, and this is these are the last words that leave a Jew's lips before he leaves this world. It's the first thing that we, one of the first things we tell a child when he's born. I remember when my boys were born, my children, literally right as soon as they came out, as soon as it was possible to for me to go to them. First thing I told them: Shema Yisrael, Hashem Adakein, Hashem Echad. And it's something that we, it's one of the Shisha Mitzvah medias that we should remember, that we have in our mind. Hashem is one. Hashem created everything. He controls everything. Echad, we see, will mean, <clears throat> is referring to everything, the entire universe, the heavens, the earth. He's in charge. It's His. He's Almighty. He created this world. He runs this world in every detail. And He guides us every single step of the way, he leads us, he holds us. And as for us Jews, we're a part of him. We're a part of him, just like a child is a part of his father. It's interesting to note, and I thought about this, I grew up in stories from my grandfather, who during the war saw so many people give up their life with the word Shema Yisrael on their lips. And um, I wonder what's the significance of specifically this. There's so many things we can say. What's the significance? tell you one more story and 
We'll try to understand the question that I just asked. The Kal of a Rebbe, passed away two years ago. He founded, he built the Kal of community and I think it's in Bnei Brak today. Bnei Brak or no, Yerushalayim, I believe. In Yerushalayim. And he was a survivor. He was a tremendously pious person, huge Torah scholar. And he, after he went through, he was in the Warsaw Ghetto, and he said the story over a lot. Wherever he went, you could, you could see this on YouTube, you could see this place as he put in Kalavareba. Wherever he spoke publicly, whatever it was, he would always make sure to say with all those gathered to cry out Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad and there are big it's, it's a very powerful thing it's a tremendously powerful thing there are times there are sp- special times when we do it the end of Yom Kippur many people do it by Shalashudas they say it together to say in unison to proclaim this proclamation <clears throat> and there's a, a one one place when he he explains why he does this. Why does he say Shema Yisrael wherever he goes with everyone gathered? And he explained, he says that because when he was in the Warsaw Ghetto and he was waiting, he was in line. Right? There were there was Aksia, they were killing people left and right. Then he saw. One after the other, Jews cry out, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Aleikeinu, Hashem Echad. And give their lives up. Be killed. Kiddush Hashem. Sanctifying the name of God. And he had a conversation with God. He says, so what are you going to gain? It's going to be my turn. I'm going to say Shema Yisrael. I'm a believing Jew. And they're going to kill me. What have you gained from that? So you'll have one Shema, one more Shema Yisrael. But I promise you that if you let me live, I will make it my business, my life, to proclaim Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Chod, to spread your name on the world, in the world, with living people. Miraculously, and you can't make this up, the man lived to tell the tale. Miraculously, at that moment, everything stopped. They let him go, and he he, should, he took to heart very much the world events. And he was he was he had an opinion. He was involved. There's even some videos of him, you know, giving out messages to world leaders. But he didn't. He he did it because he really felt it. He he lived it. He he was a very real person. Really incredible. He he was actually he was um, one of those who was experiment were experimented on. If you'll see, there are pictures of him, videos. He didn't have a beard. He never he wasn't able to grow a beard, and he never had children of his own. He adopted children, and today his grandson from that those children took over him as as Reb, as leading the community. He was exper- he was experimented on. He was uh, he went through a lot. He went through pain. <clears throat> my father was privileged to meet him with our whole community I was a little baby then I think. I wasn't there that's a powerful story but again so what is this what is this about Shema Yisrael so to answer this question let's try to understand what it, what it is what are, what are we really saying Saying Shema, saying the Shema every day is a positive commandment in the Torah. It's a positive commandment. It's a mitzvah, it's not a, it's a commandment. In the morning and in the, in the evening. How do we know this? Because it, in Parshas of Aschanan, it's in the book of Devarim, it says, 
and we say this we say this as part of the Shema. This is what I'm telling you should be on your heart. Give it over to your children and speak in them all the time when you're <clears throat> when you lay down or when you get up. So our sages, we learn from here in the Talmud and the Mishnah that it's at a time when People get up when people wake up. Is when it's the normal time for people to go to sleep. The evening, the night time, at a time when people normally wake up. How are we supposed? This is what the Rambam. The, the this is brought down in in, in Shkhanarach and the Code of Jewish Law. The Rambam and the Rambam tells us how we how are we supposed to read this? How are we supposed to say Kriyashma every single day? With concentration, be'ema, with awe, be'yiru, with fear, be'retesuvazei, with trepidation. Ve'ema ve'yiru zuhi be'oifenze. What's this? How, what is this trepidation? Or what is all this about? She'echavin b'shoshu koresh ma'lekav. What you supposed to? Think to accept the capital of Malchus Shemayim to accept on herself to do the will of God no matter what, even to give our lives if it comes to that. There are certain times when there are three cardinal sins that we have to rather die than do. Those are idolatry, adultery. And to kill someone else. Even though there are certain things that we write, Shabbos, you have to save somebody's life, you do what you gotta do. These three things now. And in a time when there is a specific agenda, which is called the Shas Hashmad, for example, the time of Hanukkah, when there was a campaign to blot out Judaism and, and, and God from this world. That would, in such a time, even on a custom, we, we have to give our life. That's a topic in and of itself. But this is what we have to think. That we accept, up until the end, we accept to give, to, to do God's will. doesn't mean that we have to look for an opportunity to die. No, we're supposed to live. Galitz Chaim is famous for saying, it's, in a, it's one thing to... To die, Al-Kiddush Hashem, to die sanctifying the name of God. It's another thing to live, live your life in a way that sanctifies the name of God and that's tremendously powerful. <clears throat> and we should strive to do that. But ultimately, yeah, we're accepting on ourselves that Hashem, we're yours and we're doing that. The point is that we should, we, it which shows us to what extent, but what the message that we're supposed to hear from it is that whatever, whatever we do, wherever we turn, we're here, we are at your service. We're doing what you ask of us, what you tell us to do. We are yours. And that brings awe. Because when someone is realizes and thinks that I'm connected to someone to that extent, that's awesome. That sets perspective. You give someone your word that you'll be with them through thick and thin. And you'll, you know, husband and a wife, parent and a child, right? Parent will do anything for the child. Right? That's, that commitment creates, creates a relationship. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do over here. Because the Baruch Hu is not looking for us to die. He's looking for the most um, closest intimate relationship with us that's possible. When we accept on ourselves an allegiance, I think that's the right word. When we accept on ourselves this commitment to that, to that, to the ultimate extent, 
You can't, you can't, that's it. You got it. You, you can't substitute anything for anything for that. that. That puts us in a, wow, this is, this is, this is how real this relationship is. Realize that this is for real. Wow, we're, we're, we're awed. But that's what's important. This is what we remind ourselves every single day. Before we go out into the workforce, before we go out into the... How am I going out? Who am I? I'm a servant of God. I'm a child of God. Really? How far? I'll give my life for Him. Wow, you're that close? You're that close. It's very hard to knock you off your feet. Right, and specifically this this um, first pasuk of Shema Yisrael, which consists in, in actually of three paragraphs, from one from Parshas Vaschanan, one from Parshas Ekev, both in the book of Devarim, and one from Parshas Shlach, in the book of Bamidbar, which talks about the the mitzvah of Tzitzis. But the, the first pasuk of Shema is customarily said out loud because when you say something out loud it goes into your head it goes into your heart. And even if someone right, doesn't, is not so well versed in, in the Lashon Kodesh in the, in the Holy Tongue in the what is called Hebrew but it's not Hebrew it's modern Hebrew it's something else is the language of the Torah, the language, the original, the, the, the holy tongue. Um, even if he can't, right? If we, let's say someone says Shema in English, but the first Pasuk he should say in Hebrew, he should say in Lashon Kodesh. And we're trying to, we're trying to understand it. Because this is something that has to be ingrained in us. There's something that we need to constantly remind ourselves of. So, Shema Yisrael. Here, here, each and every one of us, listen. What are we listening to? Hashem. Understand that Hashem, and the way it's written is here, the different ways to write the name of God, Yudkevavke, which is a reference to Hashem, always will, will, was, is, and will be, always. And is the master of everything, the master of the world. Shehu Eloikeinu, He is our God, which is a reference to His almightiness. He's able to do anything. Now also Hashem, the Yud Kevavke, the first way is a reference to the side of mercy. Eloikeinu is more the side of judgment. And all of those together, Hashem Achad, are... are uh, Really, everything is an expression of God's mercy and love in different forms. Sometimes it's tougher, sometimes it's less. But we realize that it's all the same God doing everything. Whatever we see going on in this world, everything, everything is Him. Everything. Only Him. Only you, Hashem. Hashem Echod. Echod. Customary to stretch out this word. Echod. To ingrain yourself. Everything. Everything, this entire universe, is only Him. Only one. And this is something that will become more and more relevant as we get closer to Mashiach. And when He comes, the whole world will realize this. As much as we try to push it away. All different ideas throughout the years. Yeah, God, no God. Only a little bit, only halfway, only three quarters. He just created, then He went on vacation. All these different ideas are just, you know, because it's, it's, it's an obligation once we realize that there's a God in this world who created us for a purpose. 
at a certain point, the clarity will set in. Then we say quietly, the angels say, we say that the name of God should be, and of His kingdom should be blessed forever and ever. First paragraph, which talks about loving God and how we're supposed to, how, how we're supposed to be love Hashem. with your entire heart. Bechol has two vases in there, two letter bays, which is a, an allusion to both the good inclination and bad inclination. Where we're supposed to channel everything, all of our character traits, everything that we have for the service of God. Every character trait is called a midah. It's called a measure, because. Boldness, being bold may not be so good necessarily, but in certain situations it may be positive. Being selfish may be something negative, but in certain situations it could be used in a positive way. Being easygoing could be some, sometimes very good, sometimes it could be damaging. Being kind the way we know it could sometimes be usually good, could sometimes be damaging. Everything has to be done with the proper measure. Our entire being Right, the lay of the heart, which is right, no heart, no human being. All of that should be is channeled for one purpose: to serve you, to be close to Hashem. When your whole soul, what? As we spoke about before, even if our soul is being taken away, if we if we if we, if we need to need to die for it. With all your possessions, your money, even if we lose a lot, lose a lot of right, lose business. Because we're doing the will of God, we realize He gives all the money, He gives all the business. It's all from Him. He's the boss. And we do what the boss says. Now it's important to mention, not always does the, the result is what we expected. There are many, many stories with happy endings. Baruch Hashem, they did this. And they were blessed with a the child. They did this and they found $100,000 in their backyard. Sometimes it's very good. But not always does it turn out that way. And sometimes it could seem that we lost. We didn't gain. What we have to realize is that the biggest gain is the fact that we're able to do the will of God. And not always do we, need, do we understand why things happen and how they turn out. This is our faith. What's faith? What's amuna? When logic ends, because it's beyond logic, it's beyond human comprehension. God is godly. We're human, and and um, we live with the understanding that our biggest reward is the fact that we're able to serve God. We're able to be close to Him. And it's not someone trying to say, "Oh." Behaving, why? Because I'm, I want to get this, this, and that. Right? In a workplace, in school, whatever it may be. They don't get what they want. So then they stop misbehaving. Right? You missed the book. You got to behave because you got to behave. And your biggest reward for behavior is the fact that you're acting like a human being and not like an animal. You say, well, I get some fringe benefits. Very nice. Sometimes yes, sometimes not. All these things, all these words which I'm commanding you over here should always be engraved into your, onto your heart. Give it over to your children. What do we, what do we discuss? What is our conversation? Our conversation is Torah, mitzvahs, godliness. That doesn't mean we have to be reading a book all day. That means that whatever we see, whatever we do, whatever who, how, the way we interact is guided and is able to be told. Wow, you can, this, is, this is a Torah Jew. There is a way how we discuss um, even politics, how we discuss business, how we discuss mundane things with a Torah perspective. That's our essence, who we are. That's what the barta bomba shiftacha when you go with the way we the way we the way we live, the way we the way we chill with our friends, 
where we spend time at home, in the workplace, when we're on the road, the way we drive, the way we walk, the way we go to sleep, the way we wake up. We are, we're not, it's not just about us, it's not about, it's not about us at all. We go to sleep a certain way. We go to sleep with the realization that we're servants of God. We go to sleep with the realization that Hashem is in charge. That's what we go to sleep. We go to sleep with that idea that we're in His presence. So we don't just haphazardly do it. We don't do it. There's a way to go to sleep. There's a way to wake up. We open our eyes. We say, thank you, Hashem, for giving me back my soul. Because I realize that it's all from you. And when I realize that it's all from you, I'm making a commitment to make the most of that opportunity that you've given me. So when I go to sleep, so what about going to sleep? Because when I go to sleep with that understanding that my sleep is going to be with that goal in mind. That I'm sleeping in order to gain strength again for a brand new day of opportunities to come close to Hashem. To make this world a better place. By being His ambassador. Sar, to be Yisrael. To be the ambassador of God in this world. To bring Kvot Shemayim. Um, to bring honor to the name to, na- to the name of Hashem. The way we eat, the way we interact, it's all with that out without outlook, with that with that reality of Torah, of Yerushalayim, of of living with Hashem. That's that's what this is. Not to leave God in a book, not to leave God in the synagogue, but to take Hashem with you wherever we go. We want Hashem to be present. We want Hashem's shechina to rest on us. We gotta let Him in. Right? These weeks we're talking about building the mishkan, building right, building the tabernacle. Also, the mikdash v'shachati b'seichan. Hashem gave us a, a, a mitzvah, a commandment to build a tabernacle, a place where to do the service, which right, eventually became the. It was built uh, the holy temple when we came to Eretz Yisrael, when we came to the land of Israel, Yerushalayim. But what's the what's the re- that's yeah, we're building something that everyone sees and everyone can come to. But what's, what are we really supposed to be building? What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu really want from us when He gives us that commandment to build a Mishkan, to build a tabernacle? But to, He wants us to build it inside each and every one of us. This is the mitzvah, the commandment to put on tefillin. We should bind them to our hand, which is, we do it over here, opposite our heart. It should be tefillin between your eyes. Our sages teach us it means over here on the head. Right? In between the eyes. We have mezuzahs which we put on our doorpost. We're surrounded. We make, give ourselves all the time. What's a mezuzah? When you go, come in and out of your house. You stop and you think, I'm going out with Hashem, I'm coming in with Hashem. Hashem permeates my, my, my everything. And that's living a blessed life. Bring blessing into your life that way. Then comes the piece which, which tells us, right? If we're going to listen, and again, listening, right? Shema, all what is, doesn't mean just doesn't mean just to hear. It means to really listen with our entire being to hear it, to listen to it, to internalize it. Reward and punishment. That's the next part. We listen to the mitzvahs, we get reward. We don't, we get punishment. I saw an explanation for this in the Nesiva Shalom. I mentioned it a, a number of times. He compares it to a child walking with his parent, with his right, with his father, his parents somewhere. When the child holds on to the parent, or he holds himself, he holds close, he stays close, easier for the parent to protect him. A child goes away, lets go of that protection. Right? When we have the, the life that we live, right? When child grows up, goes on in his own, right? So he's able he's unable to protect himself. But even even so, there's still a security. Right? When the parent is alive, when the parent is here, there's a certain stability that a person feels which gets taken away. When a person loses a parent same with Hashem. Hashem is, we're walking with Him. We're His children. As the same way we understand that as we hold on, right, when we, when we 
Make an effort to stay close. It's easier to be protected. And as we drift further away, just less protected. So that's that's a punishment. That that's when this happens. What we what what is called punishment here? Calamities befall us. Right. This is a reference very specific also to the to the land of Israel. Yeah, we, we we got a land. We got a. A place we got a home, Eretz Yisrael, which was promised to Avraham Avinu. If we if we take care of it, if we do what we're supposed to, it it's it's a, it's a spiritual place, right? If we do what we're supposed to do, if we do the will of God, we're going to prosper over there. But if not, the land itself will throw us out. You see, that's what happened when we did what we're supposed to. We had the old temple, everything. The world was perfect. Started drifting off, everything started falling apart. Now we're trying to build it all back up again. Then comes the mitzvah of tzitzis, the part where we have we're commanded to wear tzitzis, to wear the strings, the four corners of our. When we have a uh, right, we have a, a talis or any any anything with four corners, we. Um, we put tzitzis, we put the, um, the fringes. And at the end of that piece is a commandment to remember, a positive commandment to remember our and our deliverance and our exodus from Egypt, from Mitzrayim, our coming out of Mitzrayim. And I hear we, you know, why the first paragraph comes in Shema. Love him, give your life for him, give your whole being for him. Okay, I just accepted it myself to be a, to be a servant of God. So I, yeah, this is this is the extent of my devotion. Okay, the second part also, yeah, reward punishment. You're you're a, you're a soldier in the army of Hashem. Good, you do the right thing, you get good. You don't do the right thing, you get no good. What's tzitzis coming in over here? So I want to say that it's really all the same. It's giving us the same message. What's tzitzis? Tzitzis is to remind us. Again, the same thing. We look at the tzitzis and we remember the mitzvahs of Hashem. We remember Hashem's presence. Wherever we go. This is the, the this is what it means. We proclaim Shema Yisrael, yeah! Battle cry, Shema Yisrael, I accept in Hashem, I'm yours. Wherever I go, whatever happens. Really? This is what, it, what does it mean? It means everything. It means your entire being is devoted to that. So back to the question, why is this something with how we leave? I don't know if this is an answer that I thought. This is how the last thing that a Jew says is Shema Yisrael before he leaves this world. Accepts in himself again. Why? He's leaving. I think it goes back to this understanding of what the, the Shvatim, the tribes that, of, of Yaakov's children, were telling him. Shema Yisrael. person's life goes through many different times, many different situations. Good times, hard times, all sorts of times. And during the war, people, right, it was dark times. Even a person regular, he's right. He's lives to a ripe old age. He saw a lot, but he proclaims at the end of all of that. Still, throughout his life and at the end of his life, on this world, proclaims Yeshem Hashem. I saw everything. I saw. I saw you in in a time of of uh, mercy. I saw you in a time of judgment. Then I proclaim. It's all you. It's all the same. It's all Hashem Echad. It's all. It's all you. Who are? Who is you? Our loving Father. Our merciful King. Our beloved. Going through everything that I went through, lived to a ripe old age. This is my conclusion, and this is what I proclaim. For my children and for all those around me to remember and realize that it's only you. And this is the way we go into our day. This is the way we begin our day. This is the way we end our day. 
thereby allowing God in, into ourselves, building a sanctuary for Hashem in ourselves, and opening the door for an, an infinite amount of blessing, opening the door for a relationship that is so strong, that is so full of awe, that it's because we realize just how far we're going to go. That's a relationship that can never be broken. And this is how we lead into Shemonesri, the Amidah. And I, I really, I strongly recommend the, the, the Sidurim with English translation. There are special just uh, uh, like books just about Shemonesri with a translation by, for each word. You know, going word by word. We're going to go through an overview of each blessing that we say. I highly recommend everyone really getting a siddur, learning it, understanding it, owning it. Owning it. Living it. So, Hashem Shkosei Tiftach, we start. Before we begin, we're standing in front of the king. Help, help me say the right words. And the first bracha talks about how Hashem is the God of our fathers, forefathers, all the way to us. And He is, okay, Lagodel, He is great in His in His kindness. Power, almighty powerful, Agibor, Noira, awesome. Kel Elyon, He is above everything, He is in charge of everything. He rules everything. Goimel Chasadim Toivim, He... Whatever he does is the ultimate of good. No ulterior motives. And everything that he does, that he creates, he, re- the, he recreates the world again and again and again. Every single second is renewal, renewal. We're being renewed. And he created the world. That means he owns it, right? He, it's his. We are his. We are his creations. We're not our own. We're his. He created us. We're here for him. Hashem is so great. He remembers. He takes always takes into account the the uh, merits of our forefathers forever for all of the all of the generations and he and and he will be the one to bring our redeemer mashiach the man have for what for his, for his sake meaning even if if we're not worthy he'll do it anyway for himself melech King Oizer, who helps Moshiach and saves Umagain and protects. Baruch Hashem. Blessed are you, Hashem, again, Avraham, the protector of Avraham, and in his merit protects us as well. Then another brach of which talks again the greatness of God, which focus on, on, on the greatness and his brachash. Hashem is almighty. Hashem can. Right, resurrect the dead. He brings salvation. In the winter, we say, we, um, we say, who brings um, wind, blows, the wind should blow the right way, and brings down rain in the summer, especially in Israel, when it's not the rain season, who brings down dew, which all sustains the world, water. gives life. In a kind way, resurrects the dead with much mercy. Right, when Mashiach is going to come, he holds he holds up those that are that fall. and heals those that are sick. And he opens um, the bonds, the the shackles of those who are in prison. And he keeps his promise for those that are in the ground that are buried to. Right, for, that the resurrection of the dead is going to happen when the, when Mashiach comes. Who is like you, Hashem? Who is Almighty like you? And you are trusted that you're going to keep you keep your word. You stand by what you say. Again, whenever we say Baruch Ata, realize that means Hashem. You are. We realize you are the source of all blessing. Baruch Hashem. Who will resurrect the dead? Ata Kodesh. Then is a. These are these are, these are three. Ble- the introductory blessings of of praise. Ata Kodesh, you are holy. Hashem Kodesh, your name is holy. 
Kedoshim is a reference to the Jewish nation and the angels who will always praise you because you are a great, great and holy king. And then there's a whole. We're gonna now we got to the blood, the requests, which begins with after you give knowledge, you give understanding. Please, Hashem, give us that understanding, both the knowledge, both an under, a deep understanding to understand one thing from the other. We take these things for granted. You learn something, you're able to understand it, you're able to real internalize it. Take not to be taken for granted. Hashem gives us that ability to do all that. Then we have another request. Hashem, bring us closer to your Torah. Right. Yeah, we've. We want to stand on the, on the right path. Bring us closer to you. And allow us to, to repent for our wrongdoings. And here we have in mind ourselves, and I remember my Rebbe made a point of this in ninth grade, not just to have in mind ourselves, but to have in mind those around us who have strayed, those around us who are distant. We should all come together. We, we live with the responsibility for each other. We all, we all, Really, in the essence, maybe was not all, not all of us realize it, but we all want to be close to Hashem. Hashem, bring us all closer. When we do a mitzvah, have in mind not just yourself. Have in mind that this mitzvah should in, should influence Jews worldwide, because our actions have have a direct influence on the world. Live with the responsibility. Live connected to our your fellow brothers, your fellow brothers and sisters. Yeah, the moment we should we should all have our thoughts and prayers with. Our brothers and sisters in Ukraine who are in a tough spot. We hope that they uh, that salvation shall come soon. Then Hashem, please forgive us for the things we did unintentionally. And forgive us for it. is something that we may have done, you know, not so much by mistake. But there's a forgiveness, mechila is to totally erase it. Erase it from the record. Because you are, you're full of kindness, you're full of mercy. It's another chance when I, when I can going to let you down. Look at our suffering and redeem us from our suffering. This is both collectively and personally. Bring us an ultimate, an ultimate redemption, an ultimate salvation. Laman Shemecha for your name, because only you can bring the salvation. Only again, we're imagine you're talking to someone and you're reminding yourself this is not just anyone. This is Hashem. This is someone who he can do everything, and he he's the king. He's the only biggest king in the world. And he happens to be my father too. Do anything for me. And I have to be able to do ready to do anything for him. Rifaino Hashem Venerofe, heal us. This is and. Heal, heal from our sicknesses, from our ailments. Refu and we bring us refu shleima a full recovery. Lachol makayseinu, beguf of an efesh. Any ailment, whether it's a physical ailment, an emotional ailment, a mental ailment, anything, anything that's not right, make it right. This is we're asking for a livelihood that had the crops should grow well. Everything you know. Ravigda Miller's achayin levracha when he would eat breakfast. I, and a Rebbe of mine who witnessed this, he would every single day reiterate. Every he took a piece of bread, how the farmer had to farm the wheat, and all of the, and the oranges to try to get the, uh, squeeze the oranges and pick them off the tree. And who made all this happen? Who made the, the rain the rain grow uh, come down that everything should grow well and it should be a successful crop? Not always does it happen. Can't take that for granted. Nothing can be taken for granted. Hashem did all of this. With each and every one of us in mind, personally, not wholesale, retail. The next bracha. Sound the shofar, sound the shofar that will herald our ultimate redemption and bring us all back home, bring us all to our land. Bring back our judges as it was before. What is this referring to? They should be just, pious, good people, not corrupt. Because when we have corrupt judges, when we have corrupt leaders, it just brings grief. 
what are we waiting for ultimately? When it's going to be just you. When the coming of Mashiach, it's going to be a whole different world. When it's going to be clearly visible how you are running this world. To everybody. Clarity. When there's no clarity, there's grief. Whether it's a time in the world of strict judgment, whether it's a time in the world of of, um, of not strict judgment, always, Hashem, please, always fi- find us in, in favor. Those who People who go and and you know, um, I think they call them snitches, snitches, rats, all sorts of things. And they go and rat people out. Love it. Take them away, please. For all those that are that have. Um, I think called heretics in English, right? All, all the heretics. Kirega Yevedo. Should be. I would. I usually explain this. You know, the heresy in them should go away. It should be. It should be. It should be uh, annihilated. Holy Yamchan, all the enemies of your nation, of the Jewish nation, Mary Christ should be discontinued. Our enemy should 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 downfall. Right? Our, our enemy should fall. They should have no no power over us. They, should, they shouldn't be here. We shouldn't have it. We shouldn't have those enemies. People who sin intentionally. Who no good people. Uproot it. Uproot them from the root. Someone who... Many wicked people. That's the word. Wicked. Wicked people. Many wicked people. Haman was a wicked person. Right? What ended up happening to him? Fell from from his high horse. He fell. Came crashing down. Because Shorach would do that to to all the wicked people. Allah tzaddikim, blessing for the righteous people. Allah tzaddikim, Allah chassidim. By the way, this last bracha, there's a history to it, which Mitzvah Shemun will have a lecture on, on uh, focusing just on Shemun Esrei, the history, history of, of, uh, of this bracha, and going into the other brachas really in depth. It's really it's huge and tremendous. Hopefully we'll, we'll have that share sometime in the future. We'll go into the history of how this bracha was composed, because this is, this, this is really number 19. There's 18 brachas, and this was added in at a certain point in history um, by, by the sages, and there was reason for it. If we'll have time today, we'll, we'll maybe go back to that. I just want to cover the, the whole Shema Tzadikim people who are righteous people who haven't sinned, those who have repented, pious people. Right, for our elders, for our sages. Right. Your your um, mercy should should go on them and give them give them re- and reward them. The saints give good give good reward for those for all those who trust you really, truthfully. Let our part, let our share be with them. And we should never be shamed. We should never. We should never be shamed. Not. We shouldn't be shamed because we, because we believe. There's two ways to, to say this. First, we should never be shamed. Why? Because we trust in you. 
And also, we should never be shamed because of our trust in you. Your great kindness, this is what we always trust and we always lean on. The next bracha of Yerushalayim, come back home. Come back to your city, Yerushalayim. And live there, be there, as you said that you will. You're going to come back, bring on that day. The next bracha is Semach David Avdocham Heres Atzmiach. Also a reference to Mashiach, right, who comes from the family of David. That seed that should should grow and flourish. His strength should come up through your salvation. Why? Because who, who are we looking to for salvation? No one can save us if you don't. Without your word, Hashem, we're looking for your salvation straight from you. That's what we're waiting for. Then Hashem, listen to our prayers, listen to our voice, have mercy on us, accept our prayer because you. This is who you. This you listen to each and every one of us. Accept it and answer it. Answer us. And in this, you can say sometimes whatever the answer is, whatever the answer is. But at least you answer. We have that. We have that conversation. We have that relationship. Turn to the prayers of of, um, of the Jewish nation and accept it and take it. And bring back your service. To your home, to the Beis Hamikdash. The Isha Yisrael, the Isha Yisrael, which is a reference to the offerings, Isha with, that were brought on the Mizbech with fire on the fire of the Mizbech, and our prayers, Meher Ba'avasakal Baratzen, should be very soon. Should should be accepted quickly and with love. That our service should always be favorable to you. How many times? And, there's a rift in the relationships. So you don't want the person to do anything for you. Hashem, please, always our service should always be whatever we do should always be favorable for you. And very soon, let our let our eyes see. So we're not just asking for redemption, for salvation, for the coming of Mashiach. We want to experience it, and that's a very powerful thing. What what's why is it we ask so much? You know, bring Mashiach and come back to Yerushalayim and bring us home. What's this that our eyes should see? So they say a, a, a story. A very pious, big, big tzaddik, a, a big rabbi was uh, was uh, stopped off at an inn, and it's customary that we today I know that everyone does it, but it used to be very, very common, and it's done till today at midnight. They take in where we. Say lamentations and prayers for the coming of Mashiach and the rebuilding of the Holy Temple. And it's a time when uh, Jews, it's a time when we really think and connect to that destruction and our longing for its rebuilding. And uh, Jews let, let loose, we, we, we cry. The whole day we're holding our emotions in check, but here we're, we're letting go with Hashem. Doesn't, you know, just, just us. You know, we're. We're alone with our father and we're saying, Hashem, please, I can't. we can't anymore. We want to be close with you. We cry and we, we, we cry and beg. We beg for that closeness. We beg to come home. And, middle of the night, the innkeeper and his wife here wailing and crying. Yeah, it, was, it was shaking the building. They came to his door. The innkeeper came to his door. and says, Rebbe, you got to stop. I mean, I have other guests over here. They can't sleep. He says, what about you? Are you asking for the redemption? Are you asking for Mashiach to come? He says, do you want it? He says, what's going to say? The innkeeper was a simple person. He didn't really know much. He says, no, what's going to happen when Mashiach is going to come? He says, well, we're going to go to Eretz Yisrael. We're going to go to Yerushalayim. We're going to be back home in our land. He says, that's, a, that's a, not a simple thing. I have to consult with my wife. So he fronts to his wife. Well, this is the middle of the night. 
Yeah, it's, it's very, very, uh, you know, urgent business. He runs to his wife and he says, you know, this is what the Rebbe said. This is why he's crying, and we should. We also have to, you know, we should something that we should we should be asking for, you know. And I asked him, what's going to be when Mashiach comes? We have to go to Israel. We have to go to the land of Israel, which is our home. So his wife told him, go back to the Rebbe and tell him we can't do it. You know, we have our inn over here. We have our, uh, our animals and our whole, our whole livelihood is over here. We can't go. He went back to the Rebbe and he says, my wife said we can't go. He says, she says you can't go? Go to your wife and ask her, what's going to be if the Cossacks are going to come? He said, that's a good point. Runs back to his wife. He says, the Rebbe said, what? he asked a good question. What's going to be if the Cossacks come? No one's going to ask us if we could go or not. We're going to have to run away. The wife thought about it. She says, you know what? Go back to the Rebbe. He's a holy man. Tell him to pray that the Cossacks should go to Israel and we should stay here. I understand that's, that's, <laughs> that's not what we want. If we think about it and we learn about it, we realize it's so much more than just relocating. It's, it's, it's coming home. It's coming home. Only in exile, we've grown some. We've grown distant, where we, we don't even realize what we're missing anymore. So here we're asking the sechazena and Hashem. I don't. I'm not just gonna. I, I want to see this myself. I want to live. I want to experience this. Please enable us to see, to see, to see the homecoming. To be participate in the homecoming. To see your presence come back fully. Home. And then comes the next bracha, Moidim of thanks, where we thank for everything. And Moidim is, is we're thanking, but also we're admitting. What are we admitting? What are we. That all the good is from Hashem. We realize that, we say we're filled with thanks. Thank you, Hashem, so much. You are a rock. You are the rock of our lives. You, you protect us forever. For, and forever, you protect us. And forever, we will thank you and praise you. We will thank you and praise you. And tell of your glory and of your goodness. Because we realize our lives are in your hands. Our souls, which, which are yours. The Miracles that happen on a daily basis. Everything that we do is miraculous. If we only think into it. Moving our hands, talking, breathing. That's the regular things. And when something miraculous, huge happens, someone, you know, is saved from a... You know, in our family we recently had, yeah, my sister was in a terrible, terrible accident and her life, life was saved. She wasn't here. They brought her back. Hashem was a huge miracle, a, a, a revealed miracle. But everything we have is a miracle. Dressed up in what we call nature. But it's miracle. Hashem, thank you for every little thing, everything that you do. And for all of this, may your name be forever blessed and, and, and exalted and praised in the world. And every single human being should realize this and praise you. And bless you really, authentically. Then we end off Baracha to Hashem, bless you, Hashem, Atoiv Shimcha. You are the ethnic, you are good, you are what, you are it, you are good. Ulecha, and only to you, Noah is proper and pleasant, Lahoides to praise. Then is a bracha where we ask for peace. Sim shalom toivo vracha. Bring peace on us personally and on, your, on the entire Jewish nation. Meaning aleinu on us, us who are here, and everybody. Al kol Yisrael amecha. Baruch bless us, our fa- Father. As one in the light, in your light. And what do I you mean in your light? When you look at someone with a pleasant face, it's called you looking at them with the light of yourself. 
Hashem, look at us with, with your light. Because with this light, with this favor which, with which you look at us, this is what, that's what, the way you gave us, the Torah, Torah Shaim, the Avas Chesed. That's, what, that's how you gave us everything. And may it be good in your eyes to bless us and everyone at, at every time, the entire Jewish nation every time, with peace. Then there's a part, which is already more personal requests, where we ask Hashem, please help us say the right things, keep our mouths clean. We shouldn't say we shouldn't say anything not nice. We shouldn't say anything untruthful. <laughs>